Proper Madness, formerly Beautifully Broken. My name is Savvy and I give a unique perspective on mental health by providing tools, guidance, and knowledge on how we can better understand ourselves as well as our past and present experiences and in doing so, we can help heal our mental health. I get to speak with a variety of individuals from around the world as they share their stories from their journey through their mental wellness so that it helps others stand strong and use their voice. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back. Welcome back to Proper Madness. It's been a while since I've done a podcast episode. To be honest, um, I got a little carried away with my YouTube channel, so I just want to take some more time to focus on that and hone in on some new skills, but I recently uploaded a video on my quote glow up transformation that I went through in the year of 2021. 2021 for me was a year where I had a lot of unexpected growth. I didn't go in planning to become a different person. It wasn't some sort of revenge seeking, you know, let me prove everyone wrong idealization in my head when I went through such a huge journey. It was very much me just wanting to become the best version of myself that I could possibly be at that time. But before we jump into the podcast episode, please be sure to follow and subscribe my podcast, Proper Madness, as well as go and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, It's beautifully broken, but the link will be in the description of this episode. On my latest YouTube channel video, I recently talked about my, quote, glow up journey where I just totally transformed myself into a completely different person to an extent I'm not you know I don't have a different personality if you want to know more about my actual journey what I went through and the mindset that I had during that time in my life of 2021 then definitely head over to my YouTube channel and if you're watching this on my YouTube channel then please subscribe and go watch that video first (laughs) so you understand what um what I'm talking about. But if you're just listening, then that's totally okay. This episode is dedicated more to the details of what I went through and what I actually did. You know, more of a day-to-day, month-to-month sort of explanation of how I how I grew, what I did, the processes that I put myself through. So 2021 started for me a little rocky. I got COVID right at the beginning of the year. I mentioned this in my video already, if you've seen it. Um, And when that happened, I think mentally, I was just sort of really bummed because when the new year starts, you're kind of motivated to want to better yourself in some way and change your life. You know, I I had two different thought processes. The first one was, cool, I get to work from home and, you know, go at my own pace and get more and get back into a routine that I never really had um, the previous year because I was in a pretty toxic relationship. So the lazy part of me was excited because I went, oh, I can work from home and then have my TV on in the background and do whatever I want to do. And then the other part of me was like, well, okay, we know how this goes, right? When when we kind of fall back into old behaviors and patterns that we're used to doing, we have this little internal gut feeling of 
that's probably not the right thing to do. You know, I probably shouldn't be sitting on my butt watching TV while I'm working. I'm not going to be productive. I'm going to be trapped inside the house all day for like 10 days. Uh, the least that I could do was just go for a walk around my block and do something. Um, but I also had this self-defeating mentality of, well, now I won't be able to work out and, you know, get into really good shape. Because that was something that I had really been planning for for 2021. I wanted to reach my peak physique. I thought, okay, I'm going to hit the ground running. I'm going to do all these things. I'm, <laughs> I had a whole list of goals. But those goals didn't have any actions behind them. They were just a list of this would be nice if this happened for me. Um, I'm big into manifesting and the law of attraction to an extent, but there's a really good uh, there's a really good mental health coach out there called Mastin Kip, and he talks about how trauma and what we attract and what we're manifesting do tend to go hand in hand. So if we have a lot of unresolved trauma that we haven't gotten to the bottom of or healed from, then what we're attracting and what we want to attract isn't going to come to us until we've healed from those things because a part of us in our brain thinks we don't deserve it or it's scared of what we want or there are some self-sabotaging behaviors that you need to work through in order to sort of attract this flow of abundance in your life. And if you're not into manifesting, you don't believe it, you gotta do some research because it's a real thing. What we think and believe is what we perceive and our reality directly reflects that, to be honest. How we act, how we carry ourselves, what we're thinking. Our brain doesn't really understand the difference between what we visualize and manifest and what's happening in front of us in our life. So my when I was really, really young, my dad would take us to, I did martial arts growing up, um, and I'm very thankful that he put me through that. I hated him at the time because it was just so much. <laughs> um, but every time after every lesson, in the car on the way back home, he'd go, okay, now I want you to visualize exactly what you learned in a real life scenario so that you don't forget it. And me and my sister would roll our eyes and like, no, we don't want to do that. That's why would we want to? That's a waste of time. So sometimes we take a nap, but then he'd ask us questions afterwards. You know, say I just closed my eyes and I wasn't visualizing anything. He'd ask me questions and go, so, you know, what what was the scenario in your head? What did you imagine? So, um, thanks to my amazing father, he got us into that mindset at a very young age, but I never took it seriously and really appreciated it until I got older. And when I got older, I got into something called hypnotherapy. And in that is when I would dive deep into my subconscious with a licensed hypnotherapist for a while. And she would guide me into parts of my mind where I was feeling some sort of block. And there was I would tell her, go, you know, I want to be really successful at YouTube and I want to be really successful and help other people, but I'm scared to put myself out there because I've hurt a lot of people in my life and my worst fear is all these people suddenly coming after me and telling me I'm a terrible person that I don't deserve to be helping other people. That sounds really far-fetched. That's very detailed. But that was a large fear of mine and 
she helped me dive into my subconscious and face what it was in my childhood that might be me having that initial fear in the first place. And to be honest, that's a key component in healing from any trauma um, at all in our life so that we can grow and shift our lives and ourselves is at some point in our life there, and we have many of these, that's the thing. It's not just one huge trauma that has sent us into a whirlwind of a mental illness and getting depressed and having emotional triggers. No, there's several. There's a, a lot of different triggers and traumas that we've been through that directly relate to, to whatever pattern or behavior that we're exhibiting at that time. So 2021 for me was going through all of those triggers, those mental and emotional blocks that just kept coming up for me. Um, I talked about this in my YouTube video. I, for a long time, struggled with severe body dysmorphia. And I eat very clean, very healthy. I lift weights four to five times a week. I do HIIT training. I'm a little thing. I'm like 5'1". And I'm not going to give my weight because you shouldn't be weighing yourself every day. That's very unhealthy. But I am tiny and petite. <laughs> uh, however, growing up, I was a little overweight and wasn't in shape. I wouldn't say I was, you know, bordering on the line of being incredibly unhealthy in a dangerous way. I just wasn't taking care of myself at all. Um, and so when you, when you do transform, when your body does change, your mind doesn't know how to catch up to that. Again, because of what I said, it doesn't it's like your brain doesn't compute reality with either what has happened to you in the past or what you visualize in the st whatever story you have stuck in your head at that at that time. I also dove really deep into processing any emotional triggers that came up. Um, as mentioned in my YouTube video, I know I keep mentioning that um, because it talks about my my actual journey and I give some concrete examples. Um, Dating for me triggered the crap out of me <laughs> because I had only dated and been in, quote, relationships with people who were largely unhealed and weren't doing any work on themselves emotionally. So, in, so unfortunately, I got the repercussions of that. And with anyone, if you're not constantly healing and growing and working on yourself while you're dating, while you're with another person, then yeah, some of the, some of your not so great attributes and traits are going to come out. And that happened with me with these people too. It goes both ways. I take full accountability for some of my absolute crazy psycho behavior because, you know, we're, we're all accountable for our own stuff. But just because you've been through trauma in your life, it's not an excuse then to continue to act and behave poorly. And Last year, I recognized so many traits in myself where I wouldn't like the way I was reacting. So an example would be, um, I dated someone in March of last year, pretty casual, we weren't, it wasn't anything serious. Um, however, he had been going to therapy, was, you know, working on himself, and his communication skills were great. I always felt very comfortable with him up until... Um, we had an incident, 
where, you know, someone from his past came back and, oh my God, I was severely triggered. Why? And I knew why I was triggered. I just didn't like how I was reacting. My anxious attachment type, which if you don't know what that is, there's a book called Attached. Um, I don't know the author's name, but if you've heard of attachment types, please go look up anxious, avoidant, secure, and disorganized attachment types, and I'll do a video and a podcast on that. Um, but my anxious attachment type, holy moly, just was off the charts because I wasn't getting any emotional reassurance. I felt emotionally abandoned. I felt I didn't feel good enough. I felt very insecure. Um, and then in that then after that, the way I was behaving was from those wounds. It wasn't normal savvy, you know, my core personality, who I really truly am. I was acting out of this little kid who had been, felt emotionally invalidated and abandoned for most of her life. So it was very much my inner child that was coming up to the surface, yelling and screaming, going, Hello? <laughs> Um, I don't feel great right now. I don't like this. I would say that that's a prime example of what every emotional trigger was like for me last year. After that, I would process my emotions. So for me, it would be asking myself questions of, okay, why am I act like, why am I doing this? Where's this coming from? The question, where's this coming from? It's one of the best questions you can ask yourself when you're feeling triggered emotionally in some way, shape, or form. Because nine times out of ten, when you're reacting to something as opposed to responding, if you have emotional reactivity, you know, issues, it's probably because you're responding out of a place of an old wound that's unhealed. So asking where, where it's coming from then, then allows you to dive deeper with curiosity and compassion as opposed to judging yourself. Um, I, at first, would judge myself and get really down on myself and go, why am I acting this way? Why am I being this person? I don't like myself. That's the wrong, that's the wrong approach to take with your emotional health. There's not anything wrong with how you're feeling. You're feeling how you're feeling. So accept it and then get curious. If I found where it came from, I would then go, okay, I know the next step here. I got to talk to whatever inner child experienced whatever trauma that was and address it with her. Or there's someone in my life that I have some unresolved emotional trauma with and I need to speak to them. Not physically speak to them. Sometimes you can. If you have this space emotionally and it's safe and it's reciprocated and, you know, it's not anything that's going to endanger, endanger you or trigger you so badly that, you know, it sends you into a really not so great place. So by that, I mean diving into my subconscious and meditating and visualizing that person in front of me and either saying out loud or in my head everything I've wanted to say to that person. For me, personally, saying it out loud helps because you can hear yourself processing what's going on and, and saying, and just getting it out, you know, you don't want to keep it stuck inside. That's the worst you could, thing you could do. Um, so that's how I would process those things. And afterwards, 
It's not like I was done and went, okay, I'm, I'm healed. Everything's, everything's cool and no time to move on with my life. No, after that, it was checking myself mentally and emotionally. If I noticed that a certain behavioral pattern was coming up again, I'd stop and go, okay, savvy, whoa. We, okay, we know where this is coming from. We know why we're reacting this way. Let's pause for a second and process that before we respond and react in this in whatever situation we might be in at this time. My anxiety last year was at its all-time high. I was constantly paranoid and very hypervigilant. Um, and uh, I think it's just simply because it was the longest time I was single and I didn't have anyone distracting me and taking me away from healing. I think a lot of the times when there, you, you've heard of a lot of people who jump from relationship to relationship, it's because they, they're avoiding healing and doing the work on themselves. Now, you don't have to be fully healed to be in a relationship. That's a huge myth. But you need to be in the process of healing and be with a partner or dating someone or casual, even sleeping with someone who respects your boundaries and your emotional needs and is a hell of a great communicator and has some compassion. I think, um, I think when, when we need someone in our life that compliments us in that way to be a partner in whatever way that they're going to be, it makes the experience easier. So after continuously just checking myself, any time any uncomfortable emotions came up for me, I would allow myself to physically take an action that would counteract whatever negative emotion or feeling that I was having. So an example, going back to that guy again um, and that dating experience. Afterwards, emotionally, I went, okay, maybe I'm not ready to really date if this is what's coming up. So instead, I fully just dated myself. I took myself out on dates. If I want to go do something like go to the beach and read by myself, I just go do it. If I want to go to dinner and get dressed up, I would do it. It was weird and scary. It was really weird and scary at first and I didn't like it, but that's what I did. Valentine's Day actually of last year, I took myself out on a date. I got dressed up wore what I wanted to wear, got a table for one, and just sat there by myself and had a wonderful dinner. I was shit scared at first, let me tell you. I was really concerned with what people would think. I'm like, oh my god, people are looking at me. What are they going to think? But actually, what ended up happening is I had a couple interesting responses. First couple people were like, oh, are you waiting for someone? I went, no. And they went, oh, you're just here by yourself. I'm like, yeah, taking myself out on Valentine's Day because why not? And then it kind of opens up this really cool conversation with other people. Um, I, actually, I actually had conversations with some of the staff at the restaurant that I went to. And that was the best because I had gone there for myself and in turn ended up enjoying the company of other people. Um... Did I do that again? No. <laughs> I didn't do it again because mentally I was like, okay, once is enough. But if I were to look back, I wish I had done it a couple more times because there are so many people who do that. We just are in our own little bubble and we think that we're the star of our own show and that everyone's watching us 
and that were held under a microscope, you're not. A lot of people are mainly just obsessed with their own lives, their own well-being, and what the heck they're doing. Don't just know. Last year, I fully just embraced my independence. Um, there are so many things that we rely on in relationships and dating other people, as well as even friendships where codependency can come in. Because if we're completely reliant on someone else taking care of some needs that we have, instead of knowing that we can provide it on our own, then it gives us room to settle. Um, it gives us room to settle, and that can be dangerous. There's, I think, a very fine line between settling for how you should be treated and what you want, and then being a little too picky and avoidant and pushing people away and being judgmental. I definitely went in between both. I was trying to push people away for no real good reason. It's like my brain was trying to make up excuses as to why I shouldn't like this person, why I don't need them. It's just very extreme. Um, if you know, I had been talking to someone and it didn't work out, my brain would automatically be like, well, that's fine, that's great, because they were this, this, and this anyways, but that's, like, that's not okay, that's very judgmental and not very compassionate, so I would challenge myself to stop and go, okay, no, hey, reality is not everyone's meant for you, not everyone will be meant for you, like, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea, and that's okay, you know, I think that's something we need to normalize, and that can be a whole different podcast topic, to be honest. Um, so after that, I, uh, I, I threw myself into, and I said this on my uh, YouTube video many times, I purposely made myself incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> I put myself in very uncomfortable situations again and again and again. Example, if I'm feeling incredibly introverted and I don't feel like interacting with other people, I'd ask myself two questions. I go, okay, am I feeling introverted and not wanting to talk to people because I'm burnt out and I need alone time? Or is it because I'm scared of being out in public for some reason because I don't feel good about myself? If it was the second, then I, I would mentally go, Sabby, no. All right, you're not going to Amazon Prime groceries to the house because you're scared of leaving. We're going to get in our car and go to the grocery store because it's five minutes away, and that's no excuse. So just get in your car and go and go interact with other people. And actually, afterwards, I felt better. So I did small things like that at first and then started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, say... I found someone really attractive and they're walking around. I was like, I really want to get to know that person. I'd push myself to go and make the first move and just be like, hey, <laughs> hey, uh, hi. I wouldn't mean I wouldn't be doing anything weird. Okay, let's settle down. But I would push myself to just go and say hi to that person and just see what happens, you know. That is how my glow up happened. And physically, I changed dramatically, I think. If I look at a picture of myself from January 2021, and I look at how I look at myself now, I just, the energy I give off is very different. I never used to smile in pictures. I was always really self-conscious about my smile. I don't know why. I had braces for years. <laughs> so I even just started taking pictures of me smiling and when I saw those pictures, I had these happy tears of, wow, that's, for me, that's huge. I mean, no, mostly, it, 
mainly I take these selfies where I'm just kind of like posed and I'm not smiling and I look like I'm gonna kill someone and that's, you know, I don't know if that's very alluring. I mean, it could be, it depends what you're into and if you're into that, then good for you. Um, but also, who hurt you? I also challenge myself to read more and learn. I, I, a lot of the times, for some reason, I don't know if this is just me or other people, I would be scared to learn something new and ask people questions and try to improve because I felt like it threatened the intellectual capacity that I thought I already had. It would make me think, well, if I have to learn it, that means I don't know it and that means I'm dumb. No. Uh, humbling yourself and knowing that if you don't know something, you should ask and you should learn. It doesn't make you dumb. It doesn't make you stupid. Nothing. It makes you someone who wants to grow and improve on themselves. And that is a wonderful thing. So I did that. I went, I'm not going to pretend to know something I don't know. Um, I used to have this nasty habit of always assuming that I knew something and kind of trying to, you know, BS my way through through knowing something, which most of us probably did in school, and that's where I learned it from, um, because I was scared of looking dumb, and that stemmed from a childhood thing, obviously. So, yeah, I just uh, started reading the news more. I never used to read the news, because, again, I was scared of not knowing something. I learned more about finance. I learned more about self-development motivating myself, pushing myself, but I would choose the people and books and podcasts and whatever news thing I wanted to read um, of what I aligned with, not with what other people were saying I should listen to. Most of the time, you know what you need. You just don't listen. You know, you we kind of tend to ignore that instinct f for some reason, and that's another thing I did. If I mentally, if my instincts and my intuition was telling me, hey, we need this, we want to do this, this is what aligns with us, my conscious mind would shift to, well, that's not what everyone else is doing, so why would I do that? Ig ignore that. No. Listen to your gut and listen to what you know you need. You know yourself the best, so listen to yourself. So yeah, that's all I got for you guys today. Uh, hopefully that's a bit more of an extensive explanation of what I did um, in my 2021 glow up, if you will. Um, it was an amazing year for me. I didn't plan for it. I just, I just had the right mindset because I wanted to have the right mindset. So if you want to have the right mindset and you want to grow, then you'll do it because you'll find ways to accomplish it. So yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and follow this podcast and my YouTube channel. I would greatly appreciate it. And share this with someone who you think needs it. We all need a little motivation sometimes and to know that we can all get through it. So, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, you have to go through the eye of the storm to see the clear horizon ahead. Thanks so much, guys. And I'll see you next week.